Come and get some this morning. I'm sure you have something to say. Because if you don't, you're not really a fan. If you're not perturbed this morning at your offensive coordinator and John Hussey's crew, then you didn't watch the game last night. It's fine. You know, go find some podcast that's talking about the World Cup today or something like that. By the way, one of the greatest sporting events many of you probably didn't see because you are probably, you know, one of these people that just turned soccer off because it's soccer and you missed. And again, most of this I had to watch on tape because I was doing a basketball game yesterday. And, you know, it was it was a day where if you're a Commanders fan this morning, you're waking up pissed off. Because your team is in peril now to make the postseason. You went from you went from being the bus driver with your cap on, looking sharp in one of those limousine buses, to now all of a sudden your bus is used, your bus has no oil, and you're starting to sputter. We'll explain as the morning goes along. Maddie's on the other side of the glass. Russell was in the press box last night. I was out with you, the general public, watching the game with the commoners because I'm a common man. I'm a trailer park kid, just like the rest of us. We were in the crowd watching the game last night. Thoughts on that later. That's not the story. The story, Mr. Russell, is lack of execution, leaving it in the hands of the Zebras, and when you do that... That usually ends up being an L. Somebody's computer just went off over the board. Um, yeah, Hi, it would help if I turn off my uh, turn on my microphone. Uh, I don't Speak know if that to was, us, Mr. Russell. I don't know if that was my computer or not. I just realized my audio was up. Because it wasn't I was, yours. I was watching the game in Spanish at like 6.30 this morning with drab t-shirt. Uh, thanks to the junks for having your boy on and for promoting the show. I'll tell you what, you get more airtime on 106.7 than some of their own air, on-air people. I know, it's I heard you on what, was Finley and uh, I mean, B-, J- B. Mitch J- the other J- day? and B. Mitch always take good care of me. And, Holy uh, crap. You know, I mean, it's it's all about promoting the the craziness of the rooster, right? Uh, the recklessness sometimes. Okay. I, l- I love it when, uh, I love it, at least Denton, Denton Day and Denton Day and uh, Linnell Willingham give your boy a little air time once in a while over down there on the big signal. So, well, I, I mean, I will say every time this, I turn around, Hey, Chris Russell's over with us today, you know, because, uh, the, the junks are on kind of a holiday, you know, type schedule yes. and it's just tag teaming it. Jason did the intro and he promoted Russell and Medhurst over on the team right. nine, any nine to noon. So well, boy, I, I mean, Lurch. I'm always trying to make sure Lurch hooking uh, up his boy. That we get full promotion Woo. for the show. I can't demand it. Uh, but you know, I always try and make sure. Um, all right. So, Obviously, yeah, we'll get into your experience, my experience, everyone's experience. Um, Clearly, there's no other way to start other than to say it's a bitterly disappointing Monday morning. They still very much have a shot at the playoffs. Don't believe anybody that says they don't or that they're mathematically on life support or anything like that. They clearly do. Is it likely? No, it's, it's way less likely after last night when you go 0-1-1 against a team that you are battling with for a playoff spot with the hard-charging Lions, who won again, by the way, um, in New Jersey uh, on, on on Sunday. Um, so, no, it does not end the season. No, it does not reduce 
basically the next three games to Ash. But what it does is it basically puts the proverbial gun to your head in that you might be able to get away with winning just two out of three, Pete, but you probably have to win all three. Probably. Um, I haven't worked to out guarantee all... anything. Yes, you have to right. win all three. Right. I haven't worked out all the scenarios. You you could get off with two out of three, depending. You know, maybe if you beat San Francisco and Dallas as the two, and say lose to Cleveland, which is not something I would suggest. But anyway, we'll go through the scenarios a different day. Today is about the reaction to last night and what we saw at the very end. Before we go through what happened. All that led up to it and all the blown opportunities and all the different things and what have you. Everybody, and rightfully so, is talking about the two big plays at the end. The Terry McLaurin penalty that takes away the potential game-tying touchdown. Now, again, remember, it was a touchdown on the play, but they did need a two-point conversion just to tie. Mm -hmm. Just to tie. Why? Because Ron went for two early in the game. They had an offensive pass interference that wiped out a conversion. And then, of course, Joey Sly missed an extra point. Shocker. Uh, Then on top of that, then on top of that, the heave at the end to Curtis Samuel on fourth down, Taylor Heineke under all sorts of pressure, tries to make a play, clear pass interference. I'm not sure. We we have not talked about either call, really. I'm going to let you explain what you saw. The last play to me is way, 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 way more egregious than the Terry McLaurin penalty. I'm not thrilled about the Terry McLaurin penalty. Uh, Carl Johnson was the line judge. He's a former NFL director of officiating. And he was, in the words of someone who texted me this morning, there's a reason why he was removed very quickly from that position. Look at the He doesn't I mean, have the best sterling yeah. reputation around the league. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he specifically cost the commanders the game because again, what Terry says and what he would say if we were allowed to talk to him that but we're not because they only allow a pool report, which is still the most ridiculous thing in the world. Um what he would say is no 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 I I, I told Terry he, he needed to be up further. He he inched up slightly. What ha- I have a much, 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 much bigger problem with the lack of a defensive pass interference call against 30, the safety, uh, in the end zone on Curtis Samuel on the final play of the game than the Terry McLaurin penalty. Yes, because, what because we had, first of all, let's take him in order, the McLaurin situation. If you watch the film – the one that Nikki has on that accompanies her pool report, Carl Johnson is reaching into the holster multiple times yes. and can't get the flag. Yeah. He is get he is trying to throw the flag. So there is clearly, and for John Hussey after the game, because I watch a lot of games, I've watched a lot of ton of games, like a bunch of games from the sideline. John Hussey is full of garbage when he says uh in his pool report to, to Nikki. That, you know, sometimes officials are counting players and all that other stuff. No. Every single wide receiver, tight end, running back who comes up to the wide side, comes out to to line up wide, looks at the official and says, am I good? And there is 99.9% of the time direct affirmation from that official. Yes, you're good. 
It is an officiating mechanic that happens on every freaking play at every level of football. Every level. So either Terry and Carl got their wires crossed or Terry didn't do a good enough job to make sure Johnson gave him the affirmation. Because if you watch the video that Nikki posted, Johnson is in his holster trying to pull it out. He's trying to pull it out multiple times and can't get it out. So that would be like a false start. That play is what it is. Now let's go to the play you're referencing. As I the final play of as the game. with the piece of video that someone posted, I quote tweeted and said, "We have illegal contact because that's contacting the player before the ball was thrown. We have holding, and while the ball's in the air, we got the guy mugging him around his top of his shoulders. Mm-hmm. We have all three. He hit the trifecta, Chris. We could have rung him up for any of the three. Right? How does the back judge?" Who's that's happening right in front of the back judge? Mm-hmm. How 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 he doesn't see it? Now I don't know. If, I mean, look, Ron after the Ron after the uh, pick play, which I I hate to tell you by letter of the law, it's it's the right call on the two point on the two point conversion. Yep. It's the right call. Dotson does have his hands extended a little bit. Really doesn't do a good enough job of kind of acting like he's running a slant or an in or whatever. I don't think many people had a problem with that call. I I mean, of course, Commanders fans want that not to be called. I have, believe it or not, that's not an egregious call. I, I have an even bigger issue with the Lucas holding penalty that was way away from a a big play for them that got called. Um, You know, but I mean. That the two point play, the foul on Dotson by letter of the law is the right play. Do guys get away with what Dotson did? Yes, that's the problem. The inconsistency in which OPI is called or not called on rub routes in this league is an epidemic. Epidemic because you have some crews that that call it. And you have some crews that basically you can mug a defender on a pick play and get your guy open and nobody's calling it. But for Hussey to say, to protect Carl Johnson with that BS answer, Ron lit Hussey up. There was an animated conversation. You, Ron does not go after officials a lot. Right. Okay, Apparently Ron not only slammed his headsets, but they broke in half. Ron, Ron is a guy that bites his tongue, eats it, you know, guy that's been on the competition committee understands. He mm-hmm. look, he understands how hard that job is. But that animated conversation went on for about two, two and a half minutes with Hussey, and Hussey tried to hold, put his hand out like, "Coach, that's enough." And Ron, Ron did not have enough. Ron wanted more because the down judge in the first half, uh, one thirty-four, the lady, she, she, she was a flag phenomenon in the first half, and then when you need her to throw a flag late in the game, she can't throw one. And I don't know if that was – I don't know if Hussey's crew talked about it at halftime. Robin DiLorenzo. Whatever. You know, Robin Robin was active in the first half. Okay? But, I mean, it's got nothing to do. It's just like Carl Johnson uh, messing up. It's got nothing to do with whether, you know, she's a man or a woman because, you know, Sarah Thomas is a great official. Sarah Thomas does an amazing job uh, every week in this league. Rarely do you ever see her in the midst of any uh, a controversy. But the best officials – the best officials can throw 
the right flag at the right time. They're not afraid. It's just like basketball officials. Can you make the right call at the most important time? Do you have the intestinal fortitude? And I I speak to this as someone who's officiated multiple sports. If you can't make the call in the toughest time, in the biggest time of the game, then you can't be out there. Carl Johnson has Carl Johnson has to make it clear with McLaurin. Those two, I, 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 look. If there's a miscommunication because you're trying to get to the line of scrimmage, you're trying to get the playoff. That I can I can see that happening, Chris. I can buy that. I can see Terry maybe slightly taking for granted that the guy's giving him the nod or whatever. But the missed pass interference on Samuel Curtis. I mean, look, the safety for the Giants would be in the Prince George's County Jail this morning for. <laughs> For the amount of right. physical assault contact he had on Samuel on that play. Now, in the end, in the end, yes, that in the end is our short-term frustration mm-hmm. in this game. But you should the game should have never have been in the hands of the Zebras. Should have never have been in the hands of the Zebras. And ultimately, that's what we need to discuss this morning. How we got to the point where... Mm-hmm. You know, the Wellington Mara referee committee could take care of the Giants here on this final drive. And a team like Washington, again, this is a Giants team that both times before they played you got destroyed, got their asses kicked. Cosmetically, the Dallas score was closer than the game was. Philadelphia ate them alive last week. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia abused them, went up and down the field. You had two weeks to prepare for this game. Mm -hmm. Two weeks. And again, what's going to come out of this is, when you look deep down, the defense, again, gives Washington a chance to win. Okay? One of the touchdowns, obviously, is a defensive score. But how do we get here again? That this offense can't finish? And as I told you leading up to the show, we can have a debate on the best trio of wide receivers in the league. I think the best trio, it's not even a discussion, is Chase Higgins and Boyd in Cincinnati. Then, then you can start having conversations about others. And I'm talking trios. I'm not talking mm-hmm. duos. There's a lot of great duos. Right. We find a lot of great duos in the league. But trios much but harder. But trios, to okay? Jefferson Thielen, KJ Osborne maybe in Minnesota are in this discussion. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody else in the discussion with McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. I don't now think that Dotson's healthy again. Yes, and and uh, yes. it took him a couple of games right. to get but, going, and finally got it going right before the bye. Obviously, with the game time touchdown against the, the Giants. drive, the drive where it's McLaurin, 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 bang, right. bang, bang, and then the throw by Taylor Heineke to Jahan Dotson for the touchdown. Right. It's one of his best throws yep. in the history of his NFL career. Absolutely. You know, so when you see that, Chris, and you had a running back running for 7.4 a carry, and he's got 12 carries? Basically what you're saying is there's a lot of things, which I think is what everybody, if they're being honest, is saying. There were a lot of things that went wrong or didn't go well enough before 
before Should the two last come. controversial Correct. calls. And we'll go Absolutely. through them, obviously, all. We'll take your calls. We know you're angry. We know you're upset. Most of you are going to be upset at the officiating. You should also be upset at, again, the team's lack of execution, quite honestly, in all three phases. I didn't think the defense, despite only giving up 13 true points last night, I didn't think the defense was very good. It was good at times. It was not good enough. I'll explain why. I know you and I are going to have a little bit of a disagreement on that just based on what we talked about before the show. Special teams also let them down in a couple of different ways. We'll go through that. And, of course, the offense. And was Taylor Heineke the issue last night or an issue, a problem? Did you think at halftime, as many did in the press box, that they might go to Carson Wentz. We'll discuss it all with you over the next two hours and 40 minutes until noon. 301-230-0980. Did you see see when when Heineke was warming up in between the commercials and stuff and Wentz was throwing with him and Wentz is like throwing on the run and doing all that? Right before halftime, (laughs) Wentz was booting out or not booting out, but but like – Kind of scrambling yes. to his right, trying to show, hey, hey, oh, oh look, look at me! Coach. I can throw it deep. Yeah, I can throw it fast. I can, I can move. and I can move. <laughs> I can move. I'm, Don't I'm forget ready. about me. I'm ready to play, coach. <laughs> Put was. me in, coach. It was funny. Every every time I kept watching him do it, I'm like, man, Wentz is really trying to show somebody. I wonder if there had been a turnover. After that sequence that we're just both talking about, because we both saw the same thing, mm-hmm. there had been a turnover on that final drive of the first half. I'm wondering if Ron would have seriously been tempted to pull the plug. We'll, again, we'll get into it all because Heineke then, after a dreadful first half for the most part, then got did it, got it quickly recover yeah. with that Jahan Dotson touchdown uh, on the post route. Um after the McLaurin, again, quick, quick, yep. quick, bing, bang, boom, right Threw down a great the ball right in between two Absolutely. Giants defenders for the score. 301-230-0980. That's how you get in touch with us. You can hit us on Twitter, at WrestleMania621, at Pete Medhurst, at Mr. Me underscore 93. Your team is in place this morning right here until noon on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Yes, the officiating was brutal, but let's also look at why it ended up in a situation like that, where the officials could have influence on the outcome, because I think as you watch this Washington football team, one thing is for certain, they have the skill people, Johnson, Gibson, a stable of wide receivers. I mean, we can go we can go five deep if you include Deami Brown and Cam Sims. A lot of teams would love to have five wide receivers of that caliber. You got a tight end room that's supposed to be pretty good. One observation last night to me was, man, Logan Thomas looks slow. And again, when you're coming back from a knee injury, that's going to happen. Logan Thomas is likely to look ten times better next year. Because he'll have uh, another year removed from the the knee injury and coming back, and you're probably going to see him moving even better next year. All we see Cole Turner do is go in motion. 
mean, this, this was this was the this guy was like the talk of camp. All we see him do is go in motion. Uh, I, I've been around long enough to know that what happens in camp almost rarely yes, translates. Correct. Right. Rarely translates. And Bates is a great blocker. That's why I never got that excited about Cole Turner. Right, but Bates is a great blocker yeah. and has shown he can catch the ball when it's thrown to him. Yeah. So, Chris, they have done a good job acquiring skill people, yet they find themselves still in a situation where they cannot get over the hump of scoring 20 points. It's uncanny. It's uncanny right now. And last night, I'll say this for Taylor. Throwing the ball last night, yeah, sure, he had a couple of errant throws. One to Thomas. That Thomas runs an out short out route. And Taylor throws it way too far in front of him. Um, you know, the, the, the turnovers, I mean, you get hit from behind. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean... Brady got blasted, you know, by the Bengals and that comeback the other night. He drops the football. I mean, I, I, I got no, I mean, I know you got to protect the ball. But when you don't see dudes coming and you get hit at full speed, it's a brutal physical game, man. I mean, hold on, the football's tough. So It, it is, but the, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to the Kayvon Thibodeau mm-hmm. turnover. In overtime two weeks ago, Thibodeau blasted him. Yes. That was Heineke not making an adjustment switch, I believe. He came in unfiltered, just crunched him. Somehow Heineke held onto the ball. Or think about this. With what we know now, and maybe it would have played out differently. Think about this. Could have been two losses instead of a loss and a tie. Because Thibodeau lit him up like a Christmas tree. In New Jersey two weeks ago. And I got to say this. He was unblocked in that case. Leno had him at least engaged. Now, he beat Leno. Thibodeau Thibodeau just made a great play. I mean, he's a a very talented player, obviously. He was the number five overall pick. And he was awesome shutting down Curtis Samuel on the first drive twice and three times over the first two drives. Please, Scott Turner, when something like that is not working early on, let's not go to it. Five total times, including uh, including after we get 80 yards on back-to-back plays in the second-to-last drive. Can we please bury that? When it's not working, it's not working. I mean, Thibodeau last night, first of all, here's what Scott did not do enough of. Thibodeau and Ojolari. Run, run Brian Robinson. Right, but T- Thibodeau and Ojolari. Mm-hmm. Chris, they take such acute angles because they want to make every play. Okay. The read option play where Taylor pulled it and ran outside for, mm-hmm. you know, 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Do you know who made the tackle? Thibodeau. Yeah. Thibodeau got burned, was all the way down by the center, reversed and field, still recovered. and re- ran him down 15 yards. But yeah. it was because he, he lost contain because of how acute of an angle he took that Scott could have run reverses at them. Mm-hmm. Scott could have run that read option mesh. And Heineke could have kept it any time he wanted and run outside of Ojolari or Thibodeau because of how aggressive they were every single play. Mm -hmm. But Kayvon Thibodeau, i got to give him credit. This was a guy that the highlight film stuff at Oregon is great. There was a lot of inconsistency in how many plays he made, though. Like I said, the highlight film stuff is great. Kayvon Thibodeau, since he's gotten a paycheck, has played some really good football here. Uh, he, and especially at this time of the season when the Giants need him most. The last couple of games, he, he has really been come great. On. And now that you've got Ojolari back healthy with him. Ojolari's got four sacks in the last three games that is since a, returning. That Look, here's the thing. 
You better hope that the Giants don't get oh, some right. skill people together on offense. I agree. To go with Barkley and Jones. Because if they do, if they do, that's going to be out. a dangerous yep. daggone football team. And I give Brian Dable a lot of credit yep. because his team, his team could have packed it up after last week and said we just don't have enough bodies offensively. You, you loved Dable and you were on him early. Yes. Not not that I not that I didn't think that that was a good hire or that he would be a good coach or whatever. I just didn't think he would be able to squeeze this kind of blood out of that rock. It's been and fantastic. He and he has. They're now 8-5-1. and one. Give them all the credit in the world because they could have easily, like you said, easily packed it up. Uh, they did not. But really, Pete, again, we, we can talk about 100 things that led to the final sequence. And even on that final sequence, if, if Jahan Dotson gets a little bit out in front of Taylor Heineke on the scramble to the far right pylon, Mm-hmm. Maybe Heineke can kind of weave in behind the block, and maybe they score the touchdown, and then the Terry McLaurin play, and then the fourth down. It's irrelevant. Doesn't even matter. Right. Doesn't even matter. Maybe they score the touchdown earlier, and then they miss the two-point conversion. We're talking about something different, and we're talking about Joey Sly. We're talking about this, and we're talking about that. Ultimately, again, every play kind of seems to have like a tangible effect somewhere else. But this loss, this loss, for our purposes today, is going to be boiled down to those two calls. So let's hear from the fans about that. And then we can obviously weave in not only today, but throughout the week, all the things that they did wrong or not well enough. And then some of the things that they did right, which gave them a chance, even though they played what can only be described as a inconsistent game in all three phases, if not a subpar game in all three phases. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We got one open line out of eight. So if you want it, jump in now. Get in line. Wait your turn. We'll get to all of you this morning. We've got plenty of time between now and noon. Let's go to line one. Our man Lap starts things off on a Monday morning. What's up, Lap? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, those those calls was bad. Those those calls was definitely bad. But I mean, we got to score more, man. I mean, we can't get over twenty points. Um, I'm sick of Ron. I'm sick of Scott Turner. Um, I like Heineke, man. But these are the reasons why we're not sold on him, and that's why the fans are fifty fifty on him because of his decision making and um, just timely possessions, man. You can't fumble the ball, man, and turn the ball. We knew going into this um, game that this team wasn't going – it wasn't going to be a scoring um, output from both teams. We knew that. So now it's all on the refs to come up with these bogus calls. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And um, we have talent. P, I agree, man. The talent is awesome on this team. But we can't get out of our own way, man. We can't get out of our own way. And I, I think the season is over, man. I mean, mathematically, we could say that. Mathematically, you went two out of three. We control our destiny. I mean, but, but Ron is an idiot. I'm sorry. I mean, he doesn't make any halftime adjustments. Nothing changes. We keep doing the same thing. This is why we can't be more than a seven-win team every season. Now, legitimately, we've had, had a chance to make the playoffs. Whether we started out slow, got hot on these winning streaks and all of that, that's fine and dandy. But we've had a legitimate chance to make the playoffs in the last three years since he's been here. 
But if we're not going to make a change, we might as well just rock with Heineke the, the next two years of Ron's tenure here, man, because it's ridiculous. Lap, let me let me, really let me let me jump in, let me jump in and just say, Ron, I believe, and Scott, and even Jack, I, I believe their biggest issue is not that they're incompetent, not that they're fools, not that they the game has passed them by or anything. They are inconsistent, much like their quarterback is, much like their team is, much like their defense is at times, much like their special teams are. They are inconsistent. They are up and down like waves, quite honestly. Because you said, just using, they didn't make any halftime adjustments. Well, actually, that's wrong because they carved the Giants up on that first drive of the third quarter. And then late in the fourth quarter, they were going bombs away on first down and connecting and throwing. I, I mean, give Taylor Heineke credit now. The one by Jahan Dotson was not a great throw. It was a great catch. But it was 61 yards in the air, followed up by a 19-yard Brian Robinson run. They gained 80 yards in two plays oh, oh, from the shadow of their own end zone. But listen to this, though. Right. Listen to this, though. This is what I'm saying. We, we, can, we can nitpick every little thing. Fine. But it's certain things on this team that we already know that's a liability. We know the offensive line is some trash. We know that Heineke is not the best quarterback, so we have to use what we have. On the defensive side, they don't make keenly stops, timely stops. They don't force turnovers. We know all of this. So as a coach, you have to know your personnel. It's no reason we have a trio awesome as we have and we can't get no more than 20 points. These are things that the coaches have to make those adjustments. Can, um, Sam's needs. Yeah, we're losing you. Uh, we're, Lap, we're you're breaking you. up Lap, a little bit, but you, we buddy. certainly get the point. Let's go to line three. Mark is up in Frederick. What's up, Mark? Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Hey, I've got just two quick things. One, um, you know, this team's been living on the edge for eight weeks. You know, they went six one and one. They're within a couple of hairs of going one six and one. You know, so, I mean, when things don't go well, you know, they don't do well. Now, for the, for the McLaren penalty, I think I might have an answer here. I don't think McLaren got the okay from that line judge, and here's why. Um, when you see the beginning of that play, four men go in motion, and the rules of going in motion are everybody has to begin the motion at the same time. They don't have to stop at the same time, but whenever two guys or more go in motion – they all have to start at the same time, and then they all have to stop for at least a beat before the snap. So Deami Brown runs out towards McLaurin, and McLaurin's not lined up right. I don't think the official told McLaurin he was, you know, that he should move because if he tells McLaurin to move, McLaurin is basically being told to make illegal motion because he did not start the motion at the same time as everyone else. Mark, so uh, Mark, you're, an Mark, you're, Mark, you're, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you're exactly right. But do we have any reason to believe that Terry said afterwards that he said to the official, "Am I good?" And the official gave him the affirmation that he was good. That's that's yeah, where I understand. I understand that, but I don't think that the official told him he was good. Because the official, well, you know, he didn't tell him he was good because the official made the call that he wasn't good, right? So if, if the official knew he wasn't good, right. the reason he didn't tell him to move was because he would not have started his motion with everyone else. 
You're right. You're right, though. Now. You're right, because it would have definitely been two guys in motion and, at the same time. And, you're, you're 100% and, right. And there were some crazy shifting in motion. See, here was my biggest problem real quickly in a nutshell. They had all this pre-snap motion, including De'Ami Brown to that side, but they didn't motion a tight end from the left side to the right side to cover up the right tackle to therefore make it a legal formation on the line of scrimmage because the tight end would have lined up next to the right tackle and covered him, which would have rendered Terry's positioning useless. No big deal if Terry's off the line of scrimmage in that case, but because there was the motion from the backfield with two tight ends to line up in sync on the left side at the same time, to your point, because of that and because one didn't split to the right and one stay on the left because they both went to the left in unison, it kind of screwed up the whole basis of the formation, but it's a good point. Thank you for the call. Uh, Appreciate it. Um, Obviously, we got to kind of move things along, so we can't give everybody like you know all sorts of time. But that's a, a more than fair point. Let's go to Ali on line four. What's up, Ali? Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me. What's up, Ali? All right, man. So obviously, my frustration, like everybody else's, is pretty mind boggling. Look, I, I'll I'll try and keep it as short as possible. Okay, I uh, you know I'm 34, so I've been a fan for. Most of my life, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm used to taking L's with this team. So typically, emotionally, I'm just like, whatever, it's used to it. I have never in my life watched a game as bad as officiated as I did yesterday. You know, and diving into the calls really quick, okay? You have the two back-back PIs. The first one, to be honest with you, people were screaming for it. I disagree. I think the legs got caught up. And I think it was Dotson who was running deep. Maybe it's De'Ami Brown. It was De'Ami Brown, Brown, and you're right. It, Brown, that was not pass right. interference. Correct, correct. But in the very next play, uh, and again, Deami Brown or Dawson, one of those two, clear passing parents got hit first. That so that's that's the first thing. The reason why I'm kind of running through this part now is because you guys are talking about how we allowed the zebras to kind of get involved and, and become the, the decision makers for at the end of the game. And respectfully, I disagree. I think it was happening all game. I mean, the massive helmet, the helmet they missed. You know, the, the the fumble for a touchdown. That. The play right before that was a penalty, which was also, you know, BS. Lucas didn't hold. Come on, guys. That's your not even – that was like the worst-case scenario of what what holding is on every single play. They, they caught it – I don't know, man. Just as, as the game progressed, two-point conversion, the, the pick play with Terry McLaurin, I don't know, man. You, you stop, you sit back, and you start to reevaluate. And I'm not a conspiracy kind of guy. I, I love watching football. I don't think the outcomes are dictated. But after watching this game, I'm like, are they not? I mean, the Zebras were involved in this game the entire time, and it was extremely lopsided. Again, guys, I can take an L like like anybody else and talk up to, hey, the Redskins lost another one, whatever. I don't get emotionally involved anymore. But, you know, you get a little amped up this season when you start to see, you know, things moving in the right direction. You get some momentum. I think Heineke did everything that I expect him to do in a game, I, and honestly, maybe even exceeded it. You know, he's he's a really good backup quarterback, guys. And for people who say, oh, he's going to be – he should be a Tom Brady. He's not a Tom Brady, but he's a very, very good backup. And I think he did exactly what we pay him to do during that game. He came out there and did a damn thing. Um, I think he was just held back by penalties. I think the score never would have been as close as it was if not for penalties. And, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, man. I'm, I'm happy with our performance. I'm, I'm furious with the, with the officiating crew. I think the city needs to be burned down figuratively, of course, by the way. But I'm, I'm just, I'm absolutely with it. If Goodell isn't questioned about the officiating on this call, yeah, then, he, um, he doesn't, I, he doesn't I, care. He doesn't yeah. care. That, exactly. That's been proven time and time. Good call. Love the passion. Thanks, Holly. Uh, appreciate you, um, Pete. I, I, I'll just say this I, again. I maybe this is me being a contrarian. I can't say that's the guy that's on from six to nine. <laughs> 
I can't say that the officiating by itself cost them the game. It cost them a chance to tie the game, and it certainly contributed to them losing, heavily contributed. I do believe that. It did not cost them the game singularly no, or, and, and you or know what? first and foremost. I'm sure because every team turns in a bunch of plays yes. and everything. Ron's oh, gonna, you know Ron's going to turn Ron's in. Ron's going to get a, hey, you know, you were right on this call. Right. You were wrong on this call. Right. Like I said, like I said, by letter of the law, the pick play is a foul. However, it's the inconsistency around the league in which yeah. that play is misofficiated that frustrates you on that because Dotson did not – really do anything that a lot of players do on that right, play. But forget about that. The inconsistency of the missed defensive pass interference. Oh, there's no I mean, question. When, when, when Hussey says in the pool report to Nikki that it's a judge, we all know that, dumb, dumb, dumb. And, and we all he, know and, that. Right, he said, and, uh, but, here's, well, the, here's problem, the problem. The judgment is right, wrong. But here's the problem. Here's the problem when you ask the R. The problem is you need to ask the back judge. Yeah, well, presumably he's talked to the back judge, but he's just given some basic non-stop and just right. nonsense uh, answer of, it. oh, it's a judgment call and right. our and official didn't, didn't rise to the occasion. <laughs> it was a mugging. Bleep you. On the street, he's going to jail. Okay? I almost cursed. I almost said, hey, the I'm F sure, word. you know what? The fans would have said, you know what, Chris? You're right. Yep. 301-230-0980. Are you as passionate as Chris is this morning? Let's talk about it now right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Rooster has a look at what's trending. All right, LeBron James, 33 points, 9 assists. Lonnie Walker, who? 21 points. Lakers beat the Washington Wizards 119-117 here on the Team 980 last night. No Anthony Davis. Thomas Bryant, former Wiz, with 16 points, 10 rebounds. The Wiz have now lost 13 of 14, 10 in a row. Hey, at least Bradley Beal's back, huh? Gaps back home tonight for the Detroit Red Wings after beating the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night. No, Alex Ovechkin did not score a goal Saturday despite five overall on the board for the Caps. Tonight, 645 against the Detroit Red Wings, where... Gordie Howe once called his domain. He is one goal away from tying the great Gordie Howe. For second all-time, you can hear it on the fan. 645, we have the Rams and Packers. Monday Night Football from Lambeau Field. Our guy Ross Tucker on the call. Westwood won 730. And Pete Thamel of ESPN says Navy is indeed expected to promote, as Pete called last week, Defensive coordinator Brian Newberry to head coach to replace Ken Niamatololo. And that's what's trending. Two three zero zero nine eighty. Bring the passion this morning. Where did it go wrong for you? Certainly, John Hussey's crew had some influence last night. But when you leave it in their hands, and they can put it in their hands and stop you from one play, that's what happens. That's the frustrating part. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. It's going to line eight. My man John's hanging out on the eastern shore. One of my favorite places. What's up, John? Hey guys. Good morning. Uh, first of all. 
may not be in a coach or really not in a whole lot of play schemes and all that. When I look at the game, I think they lost the game between halfway through the first quarter and halftime when Thibodeau rigged to have it and the Giants scored their touchdown. As far as the referees, I'm going to bring something up. You may agree, you may not agree. Remember, they kind of got hosed a little, at least three or four times on these two games with the Giants, right? Remember the one on the that we thought was offensive pass interference up in, in, in the Meadowlands yep. in the two or three last yep. night. Yep. Now, looking, now, looking ahead, this is way looking ahead. Let's just say the Commanders play, uh, made the playoffs and they played the Vikings. We know the Commanders can beat the Vikings, and they would move on to a second run. And let's not forget, and I want to bring this up, there is no way the NFL wants a Dan Snyder team to go deep. In playoffs. Now, I'm not saying they caused them to lose, but I'm pretty sure they've gotten a wink-wink on the commanders for the rest of the year. That's just my opinion. Johnny, appreciate it. Um, look, I mean, there's a faction of people out there, and A, they think the officiating benefits the Mara family and the Giants a lot. Okay, It's not just here against Washington. It's when they play other teams as well. And John is not alone in thinking that there is, I mean, the last thing the NFL probably wants with all of the storylines that surround the commanders is, you know, some of that maybe, you know, denting the postseason. Though, again, I think we're beyond that now. I think the football team has played well enough at times here and deserves to have the focus on them and not the stuff off of the field. Or Look, does Park Avenue wish this stuff with Dan would go away? Obviously. Obviously. There's no question about that. The, the, the NFL hates conflict. They hate the bad publicity, anything that tarnishes the shield. But I don't know if there's this, a conspiracy strong enough, even in that case, because they want to keep Dan's team out of the playoffs, even though their team has earned the right by their play on the field, which Snyder has nothing to do with. Uh, in that situation. Let's go to line five, Aaron in D.C. What's up, Aaron? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, so, Aaron. I, I guess, guess one of the things I would say is is that um, the team came out and looked uh, lethargic on a lot of the plays. Um, they didn't seem like they had a unit of everyone operating at a real high level and operating really crisp. I would challenge all of the players to put in that same preparation the way they did for Philadelphia for these remaining games and just focus on doing their job to the best of their ability, but come out prepared every game. Um, when you look at some of the play calls that were happening, um, the holding calls, the pass interference calls, that, that pass interference on a two-point conversion was a significant play because when you talked about Doxson and his blocking for Heineke, he didn't want to get in the way of potentially get flagged again. Um, that was playing in the back of his mind, I'm sure, when he was looking at just trying to shield the guy instead That's of blocking him as Hannity as was running for uh, the, the end zone. And with Terry McLaurin, um, I've seen plenty of times where players have looked over to the reps and the ref would like give them like a little hand motion to step up a little bit. Um, I, I do agree with the other caller that mentioned it might have been two people um, uh, moving at the same time. But um, Heineke has to do a better job of being a game manager. And he has to think, don't turn the ball over. Um, we, we can accept some of his limitations, but he has to play a lot more turnover-free football 
if we're going to stand a chance in uh, these remaining games. Good call, Thanks Aaron. Thank you. Call. Appreciate Aaron, it. Appreciate it. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eight. I can't wait to ask Jay about the McLaurin thing because I, I mean, remember Ryan Grant used to always have like illegal formations and whatever, and that was you know one of proverbially Jay's guys. I mean, I can't wait to see what should have happened on that because I was talking to B Mitch and. Uh, during the break, B. Mitch was trying to explain it to me, and I'm not quite sure I processed everything that he was saying. Uh, so I want to ask Jay and get Jay's perspective on this. All right, 301-230-0980. Jay Gruden joins us next and more of your calls between now and noon. Breaking down Washington's 20-12 to loss to the Giants last night right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.